Uh, before we continue, would you join me in a quick prayer? Gracious, gracious God, we come to you uh, through, with various backgrounds and various things on our minds. Some we share, some of the worries we share. We're in a time that we, we see as unsteady. Help us to remember that you are bigger than all the waves we see in our world today. You are stronger than any, anything that we could fear. Help us, help us to lean toward you more. Help us to do your will. Not ours, but yours. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. You know, speaking of revolutionary, that's, that is something that is also hard to do. Oftentimes when we pray, we do it in a form of request. Uh, God, I, I'm having trouble with this. I really wish that you would uh, steer me this way. I really wish that you would uh, make this job happen. I really wish that you would uh, help me with this specific problem. I really wish that you would let uh, my team win this game. But the hardest thing that we can do sometimes when we pray is to say, God, your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. And, and even pray to help me understand your will, help me to hear your will, help me not to confuse your will with somebody else's or even mine. Help me to hear you first and to follow you. That's a, that's a hard prayer to pray. And oftentimes it's hard, you know, and today we are so polarized, we are so at odds with each other, we keep praying for the one side and we keep praying for uh, sometimes bad things to happen to the other side. It's very much like when we're, when we're praying during sports. You know, we want our team to win, and sometimes we'll even see a, a bad play where the ref just missed it, and we will say that that ref cost us the game if, that, if, if that's something that we lost. But if we win because of that bad play, well, it's just, that's just the way we play sports, isn't it? And we make excuses. And a lot of times we find ourselves making excuses for the things that we want and turn a blind eye to the things that challenge us, the things that we question, and we just keep following the will that may or may not be the will of God. I've often found that in my life, it seems that when I'm truly following God's will, I don't, there's not a lot of uh, turning a blind eye. There's, there's not a lot of uh, trying to rationalize or feelings of guilt. Because when I'm following God's will, usually the things that are challenged are the things that are within me. How am I doing this thing when I know that God wants me to do that thing? How am I wanting to dislike this person when God is teaching me to love everybody? 
Those are the challenges that we face all the time. And sometimes, sometimes the way that we describe ourselves because of the actions that we do may not match the way that others describe us. How, how would you like to be described? If you were to give uh, somebody a piece of paper and say, write down the ways that you would describe me. I think every one of us would like to see some, some very nice things. We would like to see, you know, I think all of us want to be known as, as loving and kind. We all that, uh, as, as, you know, those of us that are, are consider ourselves Christians or followers of Christ, we all want to be uh, described as someone that's doing the stuff that God tells us to do, that Christ tells us to do. We want to be that description. We want that to be, oh, he loved his neighbor. He, he loved everybody. He loved the people around him. He was giving. He was caring. He welcomed everybody. He opened doors. But is that the way... Is that truly the way that others would describe us? Or are we at times, are we at times a little bit hypocritical of the faith that we follow? First um, John writes, My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate in the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And get this, and not for ours alone, but also for the sins of the whole world. That opens the doors. That opens the doors wide for us. That expands our view. That should expand our view of who is loved by God. If they're making a point to say, it ain't just about us, it's about the entire world, that is something that we must take a look at and to expand our view Expand our view. First John goes on. Now by this, we may be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. Whoever says, I have come to know him, but does not obey his commandments is a liar. And in such a person, the truth does not exist. That's harsh. That's harsh. That's something that we never want to hear. We never want to be said as a Christian we are actually being a liar. We, we use the word hypocrite. We use the word, you know, um, uh, dishonest. But if we analyze and really take a self-inventory of the things that we are doing and the things that way that other people might describe us. Do they see Jesus in us? Or do they see something else? 
Are they the ones, the people that are describing this, are they saying, yeah, calls themselves Christians, but what a liar. What a liar. First John goes on. But whoever obeys his word, truly in the person, the love of God has reached perfection. By this we may be sure that we are in him. Whoever says, I abide in him, ought to walk just as he walked. The writer of this is, is giving it to people straight. If you're calling yourself a Christian, if you say that you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you better be showing it. Because if you're not, what are other people calling you? What are other people referring to you as? He says, you know that, they'll know that you're a follower of Christ if you obey Christ's commandments. What are Christ's commandments? i give you a hint. They have the word love in them. They have the word welcoming. They say things like uh, feeding the poor and the hungry. They have uh, clothing the naked. They have welcoming people inside your home and your heart. They have loving your enemy. They have loving your neighbor. It's about love. It's about love. As Christians, those are the commandments that we uh, agree to follow. But how do others describe us? Do others describe us as a person of God, a loving person of God? I remember being at a, uh, a function in a job I used to work at. It was for a big company, and the president of the company was saying a speech. And at the speech, they, they, they rented out this, uh, this hotel thing, and he talked all about uh, kindness. He talked all about our unselfish attitudes to get the job done. He talked about how it was important for the, um, the employees, that the employees were so important to the company, so important that they were the backbone of it, that it was them that mattered. And shortly after that, we all, uh, it was a big dinner, you know, and after the dinner, we all went into the adjoining parking garage, and I witnessed several cars uh, pulling out, and they were getting into a line, and many of the cars were helping and letting people in and all of this kind of stuff, and I saw this car, this big, uh, expensive car, dart out in front of everybody actually cut some people off so that they could be the first one out of the parking garage. And yes, it was the president of that company 
who was just saying that we should uh, be uh, kind, that we mattered, that it was all about the employees and that he was thankful for us. And the minute that that speech was over, the, well, the thing that people remembered was that his actions did not match his words. And he was called things like hypocrite, liar, the things that people described him as did not match the things that he wanted people to describe him as because his actions did not match the things that he was saying. Are the things that we are doing matching the things that we want to be? We follow Jesus Christ who says, love your neighbor. We follow Jesus Christ that says, love God. We, we follow Jesus Christ that says, follow Christ. Do we follow Christ? If we were to look at our uh, social media pages, I know that not everybody watching this has one, uh, but for those of us that do, what kind of things are we posting? Are we, are we posting things that... Uh, that show that Jesus Christ is the first on our list. That God's message of love, kindness, respect, welcoming, are those the first things when we follow our list of people that influence us and the things that we want to be, does the post that we have on our Facebook page, just an example, do they show that? Or do they show that other things come before Jesus? Do they show that uh, the latest conspiracy theory comes before Christ? The, the latest politician comes before Christ? Do we have news stations that come before Christ? Do we have things that we just post and send out and forward without doing research that spew nothing but hatred towards somebody else? or fear-mongering, or warnings. Do we represent the love of Christ? Or are the things that people see through our posts or our words say something else? I, I know people that are, that are really loving people. They're, they're very loving, caring people, but if you go on their Facebook page, you, you see posts about, you know, I hate this person and these people are going to send us there and the world is going to, you know, all this kind of stuff and just negative and nasty and just all of this cruel stuff and stuff that isn't true. And what makes me sad is the things that they're doing do not, they're not an echo of the person that I know. And the things that people are seeing, their actions, well, they describe that person in other ways. What are we doing? What actions are we taking? Are we, are we truly walking the walk? Are we abiding in Christ? 
Are the things that we are doing showing that Jesus is first on our list? Which means that love is first on our list. If you were to go through someone's Facebook page or someone's post or conversations that you've had with them in the last month, are they talking about love for their neighbor? Are they talking about uh, understanding? Are they talking about what's bigger than all of us? What's bigger than all of us? Are they representing who they say they are? Tomorrow is a very special holiday with somebody that means an awful lot to me. I'd like to share this clip with you right now. Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop. to live a long life, longevity has its place, but I'm not concerned about that now, I just want to do God's will, and he's allowed me to go up to the mountain, and I've looked over, and I've seen the promised land, I may not get there with you. But I want you to know the night that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. That was, that was just a clip of the very last speech that Martin Luther King Jr. ever gave. Isn't it wonderful that his final speech was not one of division or hatred? Martin Luther King was not a, a perfect individual. None of us are. But if you were to check his Facebook page that day, people would have heard God. People would have heard the message of God. Because that's what was important to him. Even in his time of uh, social justice and fighting for causes of other people, he was never about making enemies of the other side. What his goal was, what his desire was, is that we would meet together, work out our differences, and celebrate the kingdom of heaven. And he's described, this is a, an image with words that have been used to describe Martin Luther King Jr. Peaceful, courageous, honest. Nonviolent, respectful, composed, principled, confident, humble, rational, open-minded, 
fair-minded, inclusive, flexible, These are the words that I think a lot of us would love to have when others describe us. What words do you want others to be describing you as? What do you want to be? Oftentimes, oftentimes, the actions that we display are echoes of who we follow. If we are displaying prejudiceness, anger, bigotry, you got to keep them out. Got to got to keep that the people from that country out. Got to got to keep those people out. They're enemies. They're villains. Those people don't know. They're, those people are tyrants. Those people are capitalists, socialists, communists. going to spread fear, going to forward things that I haven't even looked in to see if they're true or not, but I'm going to forward them because they, they help to build an argument against somebody else. Are those the things that we want? Because those actions, they don't match the actions of Christ. They don't match the actions of Christ. And don't get me wrong, a lot of us, we get emotional and we get angry and we get pessimistic and we get fearful and we have anxiety. That's why it's so important for us to put Christ first in our lives. First. And not say, what would they do? Or what... This thing happened. I can't decide what I feel about it because I have to go to this social media or this news page or hear from this politician to have them tell me how I'm supposed to feel. And then I'm outraged. If we're following Jesus Christ, if we're following Jesus Christ first, then the first thing we're going to look for is what's bigger than in us. How can I make peace with that? How can, I, um, how can I help be part of the solution and not dwell on the problem? How can I actually get my feet on the ground and do something that helps to heal? Not to hinder, not to continue to hate, but to heal. Who do we follow? Who do you follow? Are the actions that you are taking matching, showing people who you're truly following? We're, we're in an, an, a very trying time. I get that. I have my own struggles with that. Uh, the pandemic has, has hurt a lot of people. I wear a mask because, because 
I love my neighbor. I, I don't, I don't uh, argue about, I, I, I pray for the healing. I pray for the people that their businesses are hurting. I pray for everybody. I wear a mask because it, it's the best thing I can do to help my neighbor. I, um, I get angry. I see things on the news and I get angry. The first thing I want to do is yell and scream. But yelling and screaming is not first on my list. Jesus Christ is the first on my list and Jesus Christ is love. So that causes me to take a step back, to check my facts, to think before I post something that is harmful or hurtful. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. And I pray that every single one of us, if we hand somebody that piece of paper and say, how would you describe me? I don't want anyone to write, uh, I don't want any of us to expect perfect, sin-free, But maybe they'll put things like, does their best to follow Christ. It's in our actions. What actions are you taking? Who do you follow? Do you abide in Christ? Would you pray with me? Gracious God, help us to take a self-inventory. Uh, right now, it's hard to uh, not think about everybody else and all of the other side and all the polarization. Help us to just pause this morning, take a self-inventory. Are we part of the healing? Are we part of the, the love part? Are we moving forward with kindness? Are we moving forward with respect, welcoming? Are we truly representing the commandments of Christ? Your will be done, Lord. Your will be done. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Everything that we do matters. Everything that we do is, has a ripple effect. Everything that we say, everything that we post. In my opinion, what our world needs the most right now is the love of Christ. More than anything. I'd like to ask us and challenge us to make sure that everybody gets that message. That when they look at us, they see that message. That when we look at ourselves, we see that message. Every day, before we post something, before we say something, before we follow something, ask ourselves, is this about loving God? Is this about loving our neighbor? Is this about loving myself? 
Go in peace. Amen.